Well, welcome to Manager Tools. Today's cast, my boss skips me. Today we talk about how to work with a boss who repeatedly skips over you and works directly with your directs. And if you haven't heard, thanks to everybody who went over to podcastawards.com and nominated Career Tools, our sister podcast, for the podcast awards. We're one of 10 outstanding podcasts that have been nominated in the business category, and we're absolutely thrilled to be in such good company. So again, thank you very much for that nomination. So now that nominations are over, the actual voting is going to start on Friday, November 13th. Friday the 13th. Okay, that doesn't sound like a particularly good omen, but we'll ignore that for now. So, okay, so starting on the 13th, you can vote once each day until the voting ends on November 30th. So if you feel so inclined, we'd encourage you to go over and cast your vote every day if you want on the podcast awards site, which is podcastawards.com. We appreciate it. All right, folks, here we go with today's show. I don't know about you, but um, it's got to be just about every conference we do and every corporate engagement where at least one manager comes up to us, sometimes privately, right, and tells us how they're working for a micromanager. Yeah. And we dig a little bit and turns out that, no, no, not actually. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, uh, it's too bad because they, you wonder how long they've been laboring under that false presumption, right? You know? Right. And the danger is that, not that their manager is micromanaging, the danger is that they think they're being micromanaged. Yeah. And then they they act in a way that really does right. a disservice to both themselves and the organization. Yeah. They respond negatively and defensively, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and as you said, we dig a little bit. You know, we say, okay, what does the micromanager do? And we're always told, oh, he goes around me and he talks directly to my directs. And he totally undermines what I'm doing with the team. He doesn't consult me. He thinks he's going to fire me. You know, I, you know, I think he's going to fire me. Right. And that's not necessarily micromanagement, but, um, and we should probably define that at some point, but it does happen, right? Um, Bosses go around, go around you and they go directly to your directs and they ask your directs to do work and they ask your your directs for information. And we probably ought to talk and we are going to talk about what to do about that because it's a real problem. It happens occasionally. Yeah. Folks deserve an answer to how to do it. Yeah, exactly. So, so seven points in today's, today's cast, um, First, number one, there are all kinds of reasons why bosses do this. And this is background a little bit. So, so we want to just share, be careful of your assumptions. Okay. Uh, number two, the first point is don't tell your boss not to do this. Don't tell your boss not to go around you. <laughs> that doesn't work. Okay. Number three, we recommend you start one-on-ones. Number four, don't tell your directs to push back. Gee whiz, don't do that. Uh, number five, tell your directs to ask your boss if you're aware of what they're talking about, tell your directs to inform you. And last, number seven, close the loop with your boss and do what you're supposed to do, which is start reporting to your boss about work your directs are doing. So let's talk about the reasons why bosses do this. And, you know, you got to be careful of your assumptions here because you may think you know why your boss is doing it. And generally you're making assumptions and that's going to get you a lot of hot water. But, but let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we we really are going to define micromanagement, and it's very rare. I mean, 5% maybe of people 
are actually being micromanaged. And, and micromanagement is not the problem that people think it is. Um, there's just a lack of management. So when managers get really focused on something, it appears to be micromanagement. But that, that said, what happens is managers, they get skipped, right? We call this being skipped, right? Your boss goes around you, talks to your direct, and they guess at the reason that their boss is skipping them. And usually that reason is driven by fear in some way. And we'll talk about the reasons. And they use the guess as a springboard for an action for a response. Well, if he's doing it for this reason, then I should do that. And that's just false. There's a standard playbook and we're going to share the standard playbook. You know, again, managers look for a reason. They guess at what it is. They respond to the skipping based on that reason. The guess is wrong all too often, 95% of the time. And it leads to the boss being irritated, um, which is generally not a good thing. When the boss gets angry, here's what they do. And and I bet you some of the people who are frustrated at bosses who are skipping them have done this themselves if they've got managers working for them. They realize, look, the boss says, I don't, I don't need your approval to talk to somebody who somebody who is already in my organization because, right, everybody who works for me, if I work for Mike, everybody who works for me is in Mike's organization by definition, right? So they realize they don't need to talk to us, right? Let, quote, open communication, unquote. And so what they do is they, they get angry, they skip us, and they're unimpressed with us that they think that we think we can get between them and our directs. And it's like strike two, right? And that's why our guidance here is irrespective of why your boss is skipping you. And most managers' lack of ability to figure out why they're being skipped is, is a big reason for this, right? But okay, but let's agree on something before we go through some of the reasons, just so, so we want to validate some of the reasons. We know you're feeling these things, but before we do that, I want to be clear about something, which is a, which is one of the tenets that drives this cast. And, and uh, people can argue that in a flatter organization, we shouldn't be thinking this way. But the fact is we've been leaders and managers for years and years and years. We've worked with thousands, tens of thousands, I guess now hundreds of thousands. And the fact is, folks, your boss outranks you. If she wants to do something that's technically professional and legal, even if it appears inefficient or ineffective to you, she can do it. And there is likely absolutely nothing you can do about it, but to cope. And I think the idea that people think they're smart enough to be clever and work around it and, and get the boss not to do it. When we've told many people before, don't, you know, don't try to manage your boss. You're wasting your time and we don't want you to waste your time. We just don't want you to do that. We don't want you to be inefficient and ineffective with your boss. So. Yeah. And, and we've seen, Thousands of managers, at least, you know, hundreds of managers, at least it, this particular thing, um, try to go manage your boss and it doesn't work, right? It never works and it causes more pain than it, than it resolves. So yeah, yeah. just don't do that. So the, the first reason th that people say, you know, your boss does this because he doesn't value your input, right? There are two parts to this one. Either he generally doesn't value your input or in this specific case, he doesn't, doesn't value your input. The first one is obviously more dangerous for the two. A boss who doesn't value our input is likely to remember all the times he had to go around us and at the end of the year put our name on the bottom of the work hard to defend list, I guess you could call it, when he goes into a steel cage death match. But look, what can you really do about your boss skipping you if the boss doesn't generally value your input? You know, you're unlikely to become indispensable overnight through just sheer hard work. And your boss knows that anything you do to add direct value on a particular skipping incident is likely to be perceived as you getting in the way and, and probably going to be clumsy for your boss. And so you want to be very careful about inserting yourself or, or suggesting that, you know, let me handle this right now. If your boss generally does value your input, the second, second example, but not in this specific instance, well then 
Why are we worried, right? Your boss and you probably get along if he values you, right? In this case, you must feel you can't add value, probably because of time, but we're not going to guess at why. Maybe one of your directs has some expertise. You don't. You know, maybe your boss is trying to be efficient, save some communication time. And, and as we like to tell people, the fact is adding another person to a communication team, going, going from two people to three people in communication, adds way more than 50% waste to the effort. So we just recommend you don't get, away, get in the way in those situations. Um, now, the reason we're sharing these is because if you're thinking these, we want you to know we've thought about it. You're welcome to say to us, I disagree with you. That's fine. We're happy to hear emails like that, read emails like that, or forum posts like that. But we want to validate that we've heard these things from people. Oh, Mark, you don't understand. Oh, Mike, you don't understand. You know, my boss doesn't value my input in general. What do I do about that, right? Or right. anything. So talk to me about, what about if my boss really is a micromanager? Yeah, it's most times it's not true. But the fact is, just because it's not true most of the time doesn't mean it's not true sometimes. And sometimes yeah. it actually is. Yeah, I've actually, I learned the hard way years and years and years ago when people said my boss is a micromanager, I would just immediately say, no, he's not. And then every once in a while, some, you know, one out of 20 times, roughly, right? Somebody would say, well, actually, here's what he does. They go, oh, okay, he is. So sometimes it's true. And it really irritates people who actually do work for a micromanager and say, no, he's not. Look, for the record, our definition of a micromanager is somebody who tells everyone what to do, tells them how to do it, which is his way and the best way, watches them do it, corrects them as they do it, improves the work after they're done, and after they done, and then doesn't value them in the future ever doing it again and doesn't believe they'll ever do it well. And look, the idea of tells you what to do and how to do it, watches you do it, corrects you as you do it, pushes you aside to do it better for a moment at the time, right? And then improves the work after they're done, edit, edits your work and their work. You know, that, that's a pretty tall order. You know, you, you can't, there are very few people who can micromanage a bunch of people. You know, as we've said, less than 5% of managers actually behave that way. And the reason we think that people think they're working for a micromanager is the boss rarely manages assertively, aggressively even, doesn't take a hands-on approach, a level down from us with our skip, with their skips, with our directs. And so it feels like we're being micromanaged. But there's a difference between being working for a micromanager and being micromanaged on a given project. You're going to, in your life, you're going to be, you're going to work for someone who at a given time is going to micromanage you. And there are times when you should micromanage, but that doesn't mean your boss is a micromanager, right? But then our answer to this is somebody who says, well, I work for a micromanager. What do I do? Again, what are the chances you're going to be clever enough to get between a micromanager and the work he wants done? And he's skipping you to get to a particular expert or a particular person because why have two people in a discussion when really, again, only one is necessary? You know, you're not going to do the work for your direct. So again, stay out of the boss's way. Same answer, right? Right. Well, there's another, there's another reason we often hear, uh, um, and you know, she's not very smart. <laughs> I don't work for a very smart boss. Yeah. We hear this a lot, right? My boss isn't that smart. We hear it a lot in technical or technological organizations or in finance organizations, right? The old idea of my boss got promoted, but she can't do, or he can't do what I do, which always is a red flag for me, for us, right? Maybe you're right. Maybe your boss isn't that smart. The fact that she's skipping you, even if she thinks you won't add value, is a potential indicator of that. But what do not smart managers do when you get in their way? 
the fact is when it comes to people who are not smart, the answer is who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Try to predict that. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Right. If they're not smart, we don't know. The most likely thing is they get angry with you for being in the way. Because even if your boss is not smart, they probably think of themselves as smarter than you. It's a function of it, it's role myopia, I guess you could call it, or role dystopia or something. I don't know. Even when they know what they're doing is inefficient, they still have enough power probably to get away with it and still be angry at you for your interference. So again, stay out of the way. And, and there's another one, which is your boss thinks of himself as a project manager. And I happen to think personally, this is kind of the worst kind. Um, they don't think in terms of hierarchy. They're not thinking about ignoring us, really. They just, I'm just managing my work. And if, if Bob, if I've assigned something to you and you've assigned it to Bob, then I need to go talk to Bob because Bob is the guy who's responsible for the task. If you misdiagnose this and, 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 uh, and you think your boss has a motive other than he's a project manager, again, inserting yourself is, is not effective. And really, we do this because we've heard these before. We want to validate that we've heard them. And if you're thinking them, that makes you different. And, you, and one of these was your answer, then you're not different. We're sorry for that. But the answer is really simple. All these reasons why none of them matter. What matters is what you need to do that works. That's what this cast is about. Exactly. So, which leads us to our next point, which is really, if you want to stop this, the best way, the absolute <laughs> best way is I just mean, tell your boss not to do it. Just call, yeah. just, just go in your boss's office, just march right in there and say, look, it, stop it. Just stop. Stop it, you. <laughs> stop it right now. Yeah. So I say again, stop it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. Look, at it, maybe I, there are people who are listening right now who are laughing a little bit. I know uh, that Matt Beckwith is laughing a little bit right now. But here's the funny thing, right? You probably think this goes without saying, gosh, of course, no one would go tell their boss that. 50% oh, really? Of the, you don't think 50%, <laughs> 50%. The number is 50% of the people who come to us and say, my boss is a micromanager. My boss skips me, right? My boss skips me. He's going around me. What do I do? They have all 50% of them. Have, they've already told their boss that they can handle it and to go through them and to get out of their skips, you know, get out of their direct way. Okay. So just to be clear, this is a very bad idea. Okay. The boss knows that you're between them and, and the, you're direct and they're skip. And it, they've already made that distinction. They've already, they already know what they're doing and they're doing it. And so don't do it. Please don't tell your boss not to. Your boss has a great deal of leeway that you don't. They've already decided they don't need to include us, right? Now look, they may think of us themselves as doing us a favor. Whether they don't value general or specifically, or they're a project manager or micromanager, not even very smart, they're going to ignore your suggestion that you be involved. The likely outcome of you telling your boss not to is they tell you to go away, whether politely or not, and then resolve to tell you that they intend to keep doing this. And when you see them doing it, staying out of the way is the right answer. So essentially, you've eliminated the, any ability to influence going forward. If you go to your boss and say, hey, you need to go through me for my directs, or you need to keep me in the loop if you're going to ask my directs for stuff, or you got to tell me about my directs working on things, they know they've already skipped you, and you're sh they know you're shouting at the rain, and, and it doesn't help. It doesn't make you look smart. So the first thing is don't tell them not to. Just let it happen. Yeah, it doesn't work, and it just makes them angry. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Generally not a good idea. Yeah. So, okay, so that's not very helpful. I, well, it's helpful for 50% of the people just keeps them out of trouble, but let's, let's look at it more positively. What do we do? You got to start doing one-on-ones. Okay. Now, now some people will say, well, that's a really big order for people who are not doing one-on-ones. Those people who are doing them will say, well, yeah, okay, good. So if you're already doing one-on-ones, great. And one-on-ones are your communication channel 
to allow you to do the rest of the stuff we're going to recommend, which is essentially reporting. Okay. That's the answer. The short answer here is start reporting on what your directs are doing because you're always responsible for reporting what your directs are doing. Okay. But if you're not doing them and your boss is skipping you, you better start because the big problem you have is not the work your directs are doing for your boss. Look, that's not a problem because you can't change that. Right. And that's like saying, you know, all the world's poverty is a problem for every single manager. No, it's not because you can't change it. There's nothing you can do about it, right? The problem is the impact. That's the key here. The problem of the work they're doing for the boss is not the work itself, but the impact of the work they're doing and your lack of knowledge about it in terms of managing the workload and how it's affecting other stuff, which you have assigned and which you do know your directs are doing. If you don't have some way of keeping track of this new different, of what amounts to unregulated workflow, right? You won't know how much credence to give your direct comments about how busy your boss has them on something. And believe me, there are directs who love this, right? They'll do better work for your boss, assuming your boss is well-regarded and is not just being a complete jerk. They'll do better work for your boss and feel like they're getting a leg up and a chip in the game and a little bit of political uh, uh, juice, if you will. Uh, they'll do better work for your boss than they do for you. Yeah. To me, the thing about this is this is where that little ray of sunshine peeks through the clouds here because we know we, we have absolutely no leverage on our boss, right? They're our boss, right? right? They can fire us. So yeah. we don't have any leverage there, but we have a tremendous amount of leverage with our directs, right? I mean, you can't compel your boss not to to skip you, but you certainly can compel your directs to, to tell you about it. <laughs> you know, look, if your direct tells you that your boss said not to say anything to you about what they're doing, it's either really, really clumsy or stupid on the part of your boss. And it may also be a misapprehension or an untruth by your direct. And potentially that's concern. Now, look, this cast isn't about that situation. But the short answer is you don't pressure your direct. You go talk to your boss and find out what's going on. Okay. Uh, but, but, but that said, right. When your directs start doing stuff directly for your boss, you need to shine a light on that stuff between you and your direct immediately. We don't recommend you have your directs start meeting with you just to give you an update on the work they're doing for the boss. That's backwards, right? Don't make yourself into an overseer of your boss's work while ignoring you and your team's work. And that's the danger. If you're not doing one-on-ones and all you do is start meeting with them about the boss's work, that sends a very twisted and backwards message uh, regarding the work they're doing for you that really is obviously valuable. The problem, again, is not the boss's work. It's the impact on everything else. We need a light on everything the direct is doing, including the work being done for the boss. And that means weekly meetings, one-on-ones, which hopefully you've heard us talk about before. If this is the first cast you've ever listened to with us, I'll say it again, and, and some of you longtime listeners will get tired of us talking about it, but one-on-ones are the single most powerful manager tool we know of. Everybody wants a silver bullet. There isn't one. There is not one when it comes to being management. That's one of the reasons management is hard and the pay is a little bit higher, although it's not worth it, right? Um, or at least the money doesn't make it worth it. The satisfaction makes it worth it 10 times over. Um, but one-on-ones, weekly meetings with your directs, which we have many, many casts on, we encourage you to go to our basics page and, and learn about them in detail. You know, we recommend you start them immediately. And if you, if you, once you start them, you'll wonder how you ever got by without them. Half an hour long, once a week, specific agenda, all detailed very clearly in, in all the casts. Please start now. And that is the vehicle by which you're going to learn about the work your direct is doing for you and for your boss as well. 
And there's nothing wrong in the one-on-one and saying, okay, I, I see what you're doing on X, Y, and Z. Now let's talk about A, which is what your bo- what the boss has that you working on. Give me an update on that. And there's nothing wrong. You, you don't want to soft pedal that. You don't want to say, oh, well, if you want to tell me about the boss, because no, you're obligated to keep track of everything your directs do. I don't mean monitoring everything. I'm not suggesting you become a micromanager here. What I'm suggesting is you've got to talk to them directly and candidly about what they're doing for the boss. And you've got to say, I want you to report to me and what you're doing because it's work that I essentially am obligated to know about because again of the impact and because you work for me. Pretty simple. That gives, again, it gives you the conduit to know the stuff you need to know to be able to report to your boss who's who's got your direct working for him directly uh, to report to your boss on how things are going. Now I got an idea. Uh, I, I want to throw at you and see how see if this would work. You know, we know we don't have power over bosses. Okay, so we get that, and we have a tremendous amount of influence on our directs, right? So I can't tell my boss to stop it, but but here's here's the good part. I can tell my directs to push back on my boss. Yeah. How, how, how about that? Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> that's a really, yeah, good. You're not going to push back, but I'll just throw my direct. What I'll do instead of me standing in front of the bus, I'll hold my direct in front of the bus, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the, not so the much. dangers of that is bad. Look, imagine being the direct when you come down and say, Hey, uh, when my boss, whom I know really scares you, when my boss comes down and needs you to do something, just tell him no and refer him to me. Right. Sure. That'll work. Nice. <laughs> career limiting move right there. And of course, it's not career limiting for you. It's career limiting for your direct. Well, that's the whole point. That's why I'm suggesting this. It's, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you Machiavellian player, you. Look, power plays a role in the situation we're discussing. Your boss has role power over you. You have role power over your directs. The mistake that people make is the role power your boss has over your directs is not additive to yours. It's squared right? Your directs are appropriately worried about pushing back. Okay. So now I want to, I want to even go a step further. Not only do we not recommend telling your directs to push back, we recommend specifically telling them not to do so, right? What's the difference? So not only don't tell your directs to push back, tell your directs not to push back, which is a, which is a more proactive version of this, right? Maybe people would argue about the difference. I think there is one and your directs are sensitive to it. And, And look, it's, it's simple. You say, if my boss needs you to do something, do it. Okay. If my boss wants something from you, give it to him. Don't argue. Don't push back. Look, folks, we're recommending this to every single person who's listening, regardless of what a jerk or how smart or how dumb or how unknowledgeable your boss is. If they, if your boss goes directly to one of your skips, you should be saying to your skips, uh, hey, if the big boss comes down, do what she wants. Don't argue. Don't push back. If my boss wants something from you, give it to him. If my boss needs you to do something, do it. You don't need my approval. Do not ask your directs to use power they don't have to say no. Don't push them under the boss's bus. Allow them to stay out of the way of your little power struggle with your boss, which is what's happening, but okay, it's there and your boss is winning it. (laughs) And bosses win power struggles with directs, right? They're not going to get anywhere. And they're at risk when they try, when your directs try to do that. And essentially what you got is a guaranteed risk for your direct with a guarantee of no reward. It's just not a career strategy. Don't do it. Don't tell your directs to push back and then further tell your directs not to push back. Tell them to roll over. In, okay, so we don't want them to push back and simply they're going to simply do what your boss asks them to do. That's fine. Is there any other guidance we have in terms of, you know, at that point where communicating with their boss, with your boss, the boss is, your boss has asked them to do something. Is there any other suggestions we have in terms of how to handle that communication? 
Yeah, you, look, you just tell your directs to ask if you're aware. When our boss skips us, they know they're skipping us. They know that this direct of ours they're talking to is a skip of theirs. And they know there's an inherent organizational imperative. Imperative is probably too strong a word. There's an, an inherent organizational cultural norm being violated. Although some people say, oh, organization, everybody talks to everybody else. Yeah, okay. But there is one thing your directs can do. It's a lovely little technique. It reaps rewards with no risk at all. When your boss is giving them work to do, we recommend your guidance to your directs be to ask the boss whether or not you're aware of her assignment to them. So, it might sound like, you know, it would be, I would say to my direct, or, or you would say to your directs if I was talking to them, if, if they're my skips, I would say, I w- you would say to them, hey, Mark, have you told Mike? I'll update him if not. Or would you like to tell Mike about this or do you want me to? And all it does is make obvious the fact that you are being skipped and there's a reporting requirement. There's a organizational communication requirement that we don't want to skip over. Right. And in most, in most cases, the boss doesn't want you out of the loop, Right. Right. Yeah. And when we say most, what, what, what's the number you have in your head? And most, some people would say, some cynics would say 51%. What do you figure is the number? Oh, 90%. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And look, he may have forgotten to brief you or, or he assumed that your direct would, would brief you, right? Or even hoped your direct wouldn't brief you maybe, right? But it's the rare case that the boss will proactively prohibit you knowing what he's doing with your directs. So... Your direct bringing it up then is going to politely put the issue into the spotlight. And again, in most, if not all cases, your boss will say, yes, I already included him or no, I haven't. Go ahead, do it. No worries. Right? And here's the beauty of that. That gives us what we want, which is visibility into the work uh, that our directs are doing. And it comes out through our directs reporting it to us. And it gives the boss what she wants, which is the work. Right. So now we're not in conflict. Now everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Your boss is getting the work done. They're getting it done by the person they apparently want it done by. Your direct is doing the work that the organization seems reasonable for them to do because the organization is you and your boss. And we're doing what we're supposed to do, which is reporting on our direct's work to our boss, or at least we have, we're going to have the information to do it. Right. And the fact of the matter is at this point, really, there's nothing different than if the boss had come to you. Now you might, okay, you might be able to push back and say, okay, I, this is not the right person or we're too busy or uh, good, good luck with that, by the way. But you, you might, you could argue that you would have an opportunity to negotiate the work, so to speak. But in the vast majority of cases, 90 plus cases, you're going to do the work anyway. So in this case, it's the same thing. The, the work's been delegated. Somebody has the work, the work's getting done. Your boss is aware of it. You're aware of it. And other than perhaps you getting your feelings hurt about the boss going around you, we're kind of where we were before. And that and that's the that's the key. Yeah. Really. I mean, think about it. How much of the work that is assigned to your directs now that people do, how much of it did we assign directly, right? It, stuff changes. I mean, the organization, if, if, if bosses really knew everything the directs were doing, one of the things we say is bosses would immediately have them stop doing 20% of stuff, right? Look, your boss skipping you is just an egregious form of being reminded that you have less control than you'd like, rather than doing what so many managers do and trying to reassert reassert control that you never had anyway. It's time to ask, what can I do? How can I do that thing that's best? And look, the answer is simple, folks, reporting and communication. 
And look, I want to mention this again. We'll talk about this in some other cast. We don't have time for it. But in the event that your boss does request or demand secrecy, that's harder. It depends on whether she says to your direct, I'd rather you didn't, or you're must not, you must not, or let's keep it between us. You know, this cast isn't about secret missions, but we can say this. Just because it's secret doesn't mean you can't visibil- get visibility into its impact and find out how it's going to affect your direct's work. But frankly, the vast majority of the time, it's not secret. And sometimes directs will overstate the case, as we alluded to earlier. But unless the boss says you're specifically prohibited from it, we believe there's probably a loophole that your direct can tell you about it. And that would even justify even more the reason for having one-on-ones to have a relationship with your direct, such that when the boss comes down and asks them to do something, they feel like they want you to know because they trust you because you developed a relationship with them over time. Yeah. Now, talking about that, let's let's make really clear. And this seems this next step seems really simple, but we do have to be clear here. Tell your directs to inform you about these things, right? Don't don't assume that they're going to or they they want to or whatever. Tell them directly. Hey, when your when the boss assigns you work, do it. Don't push back. Give them some of the, the, the kind of communication advice we talked about earlier. But I like to know about it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty simple, right? You 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 got to know, but but we just want to be crystal clear about it. The first time it happens, maybe you get caught. Oh shoot, I should have done that manager tools cast. But okay, fine. The first time it happens, okay, fine. You simply brief everybody in your next staff meeting on the the, the plan, the response. One time isn't going to kill you or your organization. And when you get a minute in your staff meeting, you say, "Hey, look, you know, Mike came down and and talked directly to you, Wendy." Look, just so you know, guys, here, here's a standard way of doing this. This is standard management 101. When you get work assigned to you by a legitimate source other than me, a great example being my boss, your job is simple. Don't push back, okay? Accept the task. Ask if I'm aware. I'll give you a couple of examples of that. And then immediately afterwards, notify me of the content, the scope, and the impact of the work. Even if the work comes directly to you, it affects me and the whole team and I've got to know about it, right? Inform them as well that whatever the boss wanted in terms of reporting is fine. And here's the key. And you will do the reporting unless specifically the direct was told not to. Now, if the direct is told report to me, in other words, skipping you, that does not preclude you from still reporting. I want to say that again. Even if your direct is told report to me directly on this, that does not preclude the direct from also reporting to you on it. And so if he sends a note to your boss, he's going to copy you on that note. And then you're going to report as well on that note to your boss. Okay. Even if the boss wants that, you expect reasonable reporting from your direct about the work they're doing. The fact that the boss has skipped us doesn't alleviate the direct from responsibility of reporting to you and keeping you posted on the work and their status. Too many directs will use that as a reason to say, well, I didn't get the stuff for you done because I'm working for the boss. I know you don't know about that. I know I didn't tell you, but he's the boss, right? That's not appropriate. Well, and if you don't know about it, you can't report it. And the reporting to your boss, and we're going to suggest that you close the loop with your boss and start reporting yourself to your boss about the work that's been assigned to your direct. If there's an opportunity to reinsert yourself into the chain here and they get control over what your directs are doing and the reporting of that to your boss, to control that with your boss, this is the place to do it, through reporting. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And simple. Last step, close the loop with your boss and start reporting. And I know this took a while, but we're just doing this in sort of chronological order. We know our direct is working something on the, for the boss, working on something for the boss, right? Our job is to manage the work, okay? This is the crux of our recommendation. Stop worrying or defending or wondering and start managing. The work's been legitimately assigned 
It may not be how we like to do it, but that applies to the, you know, frankly, the, the soda in the vending machine may not be to your liking either, but that's not your decision. It's time to start doing our job as a manager rather than attempt to find out either why our boss did it or figure out what, how to undo it or overdo it or not do it or whatever. So once you know work has been assigned, the first step is to understand the work from your direct's perspective. And the keys here are content, what they're doing, the scope, right? How big it is and the impact on other work that you legitimately have responsibility for with them. If you have content, scope and impact, those are the issues that allow you to manage the work again, which something which is reasonable for you to do. And here's something else. And if you want to feel a little bit of power, a little bit of frisson of, okay, it's not so bad after all being a manager and getting skipped. It's reasonable. You know, these are the issues allowed you manage to work and that's reasonable for you to do. And it's unreasonable for your boss to expect you not to do this. This is your job. Your boss skipping you doesn't alleviate you doing your job. Okay. Doesn't mean inserting yourself. It means doing your job. And that means managing the work, which includes obviously reporting on it. Once you have a clear sense of the scope and impact and what actions you're going to take because of the work, it's time to talk to the boss. And that doesn't mean go tell them you're mad. It means go report as if you had assigned this work to your direct. If you have a regular one-on-one with your boss and the work assigned will last past your next one, right? You bring it up during the one-on-one, right? Simple. It sounds something like, hey, Robert shared with me the new work on Project Quapa, right? He's on track. I'll report as often as you ask, or at a minimum once a week, I can do it with existing stuff or separately if you'd prefer as there are updates. That's just you doing what you normally do, right? Which is reporting on work or what your team does. Yeah. Right. And in and, and a technical organization, if a web status is fine for the type of work he's doing, do that. Right. If a verbal report is what's best, recommend that. If an email suffices, do that. Right. And again, this may be in addition to what your direct is reporting to your boss and your boss may say, uh, I don't really need that. And we're recommending you still forward it to him. You may not get any response, but this is you proactively managing your directs and your directs communicating with you about the scope and impact and content of work that they're doing allows you to manage the rest of their work and allows you to avoid a potential blow up. If your direct is not doing the way your boss wants it to be done, which by the way, no offense, you would know better than your direct because you have closer contact with your boss. Right. And it's a good point, right? Just because your boss skipped you and went, went directly to your direct and a sign the work doesn't alleviate you the responsibility for that work. You're still responsible yeah. for it. Yeah. You're so still don't responsible act like it's not. It. You're not. Yeah. Oh, you were doing that directly for the boss. You go ahead. Right. Look, it's possible your boss didn't want to go as far as specifically excluding you. Right. Uh, in other words, he didn't say to your direct, you're not to be told. And, but again, he may rather get reports directly from your direct. That's fine. But again, you have that obligation. And look, the likely situation, if your boss wants to be reported to directly by your direct, then you can just be copied on reporting that he does to your boss. And, you know, there's a slight advantage to you being reported to first and then reporting to your boss after that. But, you know, like it or not, for Robert, stuff that motivates higher level bosses to reach down in the organization from our direct, I use the word Robert, I'm thinking about Robert, a direct I had once, stuff that motivates higher level bosses to reach down in the org for help often has urgency and special circumstances associated with it, which make the work and its reporting political. And your direct may not be as likely, is not as likely to understand that as well as you will. 
you are likely to be a valuable and necessary buffer between your direct work and the political winds that shift too often at higher levels, sometimes even for your boss to keep up with. And if it's challenging for your boss, and that's why he's going directly to Robert, directly to your direct, it's going to be challenging for you, and it's going to be particularly challenging for Robert. And you're reporting on it and keeping track of it and being able to help Robert when he needs it is absolutely important. And it doesn't insert you in a way that will be objectionable to 99% of the bosses we know. Pretty simple. Yeah. So let's wrap it up real quick. Of course, bosses skipping their managers happens and it happens all the time. All the time. Yeah. Usually, not always, but usually the boss who's being skipped doesn't understand why, right? And they respond in fear and then they choose that fight or flight response. And yeah. then they either stand up to the boss, which just turns into not a good. complete disaster. Not good. Or or they just let him or her keep mucking things up. And right. that's not good as either. Neither one of those works. Right. There's a better way. Leverage your closeness to the action and your relationship with your directs. And if you're doing one-on-ones, it's really easy. And take over the responsibility for what he's given your direct. Whether it changes or not, you're going to be protected as as you possibly can be. And, oh, by the way, just because we're giving you a solution <laughs> to all this doesn't mean that you go out and do this to your directs. If you're going around your, your directs and giving work to their directs, it's wrong. It's yeah. an inefficiency, and it just screams out loud that you're a lousy executive. So don't do this to your directs. Yeah. So look, folks, again, don't tell your boss not to do this. Go ahead and start one-on-ones. Yeah, that's a big order, but you need to know how your folks are working on things. Don't tell your directs to push back. And more importantly, tell your directs not to push back. Tell them to ask if you're aware, and that gives you the leeway you need. Tell your directs to inform you when it happens. And then you start the reporting of your directs work, even if it's in parallel and your boss suggests they wants to hear, they want to hear from your direct. It's short and it's sweet. It keeps you from inserting yourself inefficiently and ineffectively. And, and as Mike said, disastrously. And it keeps you on top of your world, which your boss, frankly, when he skips you, doesn't care about. And yet it has impacts on. Pretty simple. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my friend. Thanks, partner. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. And we'll see you again next week. In the meantime, join us on the discussion forums, www.managertools.com forward slash forums. We'll see you there. So long, folks.